You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ, amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Brisbane and beyond. Hello, hello, you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. This is a special pre-recorded episode this morning, so I'm not in the studio physically as I couldn't make it in today. So... I've got a special pre-recorded episode for you, and it's a very special one in that I got to interview someone who was really, really cool, someone who is based in California and has been pretty cool representation for trans people, particularly trans mask people in film and television. I'll be chatting to Zach Berrick from Dead End Paranormal Park. You may also know him from Spider-Man. Spider-Man Far From Home, I believe, is the Spider-Man film that I'm trying to think of. I should know that. I'm a giant Spidey fan. Anyway, first up, before we get into the three parts of the interview that I did with Zach, we've got the week in community news and events. So, QC Mental Health Week gathering of 2022 down at New Farm Neighborhood Center on Saturday, October 15th from 11 a.m. till 3 p.m. Join us for a community-inclusive art workshop, barbecue, and games day for all LGBTQIA plus community members and allies to come together, celebrate, and discuss community health and how inclusive safe spaces can contribute to developing a positive relationship with mental health, the sense of self, and the community through art and alternative board games with the addition of an all-inclusive barbecue. This is a free event put on by QC and if you'd like to register to check it out you can head over the Transmission Facebook page at Transradio with a Z. All the events that I mentioned throughout this segment will also be posted on the Transmission Facebook page should you wish to have some more information. There is also Evil Z, which is coming up at the end of the month on the 29th of October, which is a Saturday, from 2pm onwards to late at Greases in Fortitude Valley. I'm going to push play on a really cool thing that will tell you all about it right now. Or Triple Z is reanimating the dead and summoning the evil spirits for a Halloween sonic slaughter at Greaser Bar on Saturday, 29th October. Evil Z is our multi-genre party. And in the garage, we have Digital, Bacchus Harsh, Namshub, Hallucinogenic versus Cardiac Arrest, Micmac and Schizoid B2B Synonymics, Sniffer Dog, SLK, Xenolith, B-Rock and Radley, Sam P3, Sound provided by PK Sound and lighting by Lightbomb. Prizes for best costume from Berserk Clothing. This is going to be a hell of a party. Saturday, 29th of October. Get your tickets for Evil Z through Moshtix now. $25 full price or $20 for four Triple Z subs. So yeah, you can check that one out. Greases at Fortitude Valley. I'm very excited. There's some pretty cool bands that'll be there. Yeah, some punk, thrash, metal, techno, bass, hardcore, and drum and bass. Those are some of the vibes you'll be experiencing down at Greases. There's also Revel in the Queer, which will be at Brisbane Powerhouse in New Farm on Saturday, November 26th from 3pm till 7pm. Come one, come all to the Pleasure Dome as Revel in the Queer takes over in an exhilarating celebration of the young and the young at heart. Young LGBTQA plus and questioning people are invited to this uplifting safe space for an afternoon extravaganza of queer culture and identity. Roll up with friends, family, your dog, and even your nan 
to enjoy a queer mega mix of talent from across Australia, revel in the afternoon sun, rejoice in spectacular performances, delight in delicious food, and connect with the community to conjure bright futures together. This is also another free event, which will, the registration for that, will all be up on the Transmission Facebook page at Trans Radio with a Z. Then also in November is Queer Stories Brisbane for Melt, which will be located at the Brisbane Powerhouse and New Farm as well on Sunday, November 27th at 4pm. So that'll be the day after Revel in the Queer. Queer Stories returns for Melt with an incredible lineup of LGBTQIA plus storytellers, including Benjamin Law, Lara Toms, Ivy Hawk, Dylan Mooney, and more to be announced. Vulnerable and fierce, hilarious and heartbreaking, Queer Stories features unexpected tales of pride, prejudice, resilience, and resistance. Celebrate the culture and creativity of the LGBTQIA community, one true story at a time. This will be hosted by Maeve Marsden with more of the stellar lineup to be announced. This show will also be Auslan Interpreted. We are now moving into some news, and I've got some international news to discuss today. So Brazil elects trans politicians to federal Congress. While the head-to-head contest continues for the presidential seat, Brazil makes history by electing two trans politicians to federal Congress. According to the National Association for Trans People in Brazil, this election saw 80 trans politicians running for federal and state Congress, which was a record-breaking number in of itself, let alone the two seats won by Duda Salaber from Minas Gerais and Erica Hilton from Sao Paulo. Duda Salaber won with over 200,000 votes, making her the third most successful candidate in the state's history. Erica Hilton is a black trans woman who has become the first trans city councillor in Sao Paulo. Hilton said to The Guardian, Brazil has a huge historic debt with these marginalized groups and it has never worried about paying it. That bill will have to be paid sometime. I will do everything I can so that happens, even if it's not in my lifetime. Brazil's election process concludes on October 30th to see if far-right Jair Bolsonaro will keep his presidency, or if it will be taken by left-wing Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, the next Brazilian president will take office in January 2023. So yeah, that's all I have to report on news. We are now about to head to a really cool track. This one is by June Jones. It's called Hoodie Girl. It does require a language warning. And when we come back, I'll push play on our awesome interview with Zach Berrick. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez. I use he, him pronouns. And you were just listening to a track there by Imbi with Manish Boy. Ah, you're listening to a very special pre-recorded episode of Transmission. Today, we've got a special interview coming up as well. I had the privilege of chatting to Zach Barrick, who is a transgender actor, singer, and comedian from Chicago, who is featured in film and television. He is credited as the first openly transgender actor in a Marvel film, Spider-Man 
Far From Home, as well as the voice of Barney from Dead End Paranormal Park on Netflix. I had a really lovely time chatting with Zach the other day, and I decided to split our conversation up into three parts, so we'll be taking a couple of breaks through this interview today. But yeah, without further ado, let's get straight into chatting with Zach. Thank you so much, Zach, for joining us today. Would you like to tell us what your pronouns are? Yeah, I use he, him pronouns. Excellent. How how have you been? Have you been doing well? Yeah, I'm good. It's uh, October is like going to be strangely busy for me. Just like happen to have a lot of travel in a short period of time, but I think it'll be good for me to stay on my toes. I've been getting too comfortable with <laughs> not traveling, so I'm, I'm kind of excited about it more than anything. Is this all part of the promotional period for the next season of Dead End Paranormal Park? Yeah, you know, part of it is I'll be doing, I'm, I'm really excited I'm doing something in New York for New Fest, which is like, I think primarily, if not entirely queer, focused film festival they've been doing for the last like 30 something years yeah i got to do a really cool panel there and chat about that and my my other passion is doing public speaking and orating on the trans experience and stuff you know not in the like i can tell you all about it way but in the like oh schools and colleges really want to have and also workplaces like want to have someone come and share a bit about the experience so that they can pat themselves on the back and also you know encourage those students and help them feel safe so i i like doing it because it feels a bit like it's almost like I, I do stand up as well. And it's a bit like that, except I, I throw in some educational materials as well. Yeah, you're quite um diverse in your range of creative and entertainment arts that you're involved in with singing and comedy and acting. How have you found navigating the entertainment industry as a trans person? Yeah, so it's interesting. You have the asset of being someone that can provide a unique perspective. And then the wall that you're climbing is the one that nobody wants to hear it. Nobody nobody that has the power is necessarily always looking for that, right? Like oftentimes a writer's room will look sooner to a consultant than they will an actual trans writer. And that is problem you know I and I love I have friends that do the consulting business and I'm really glad that is in practice because I'd rather that than nothing I just I think it's really tough to push for something that hasn't been the norm and it's funny because just everyone I know that's a writer that's trans is like supremely talented and hilarious because I think that's how we work through our trauma <laughs> but I also I also just like it, it's been interesting because I've been very very fortunate and and I'm not you know not speaking ill on anything it's just the reality is we're fighting an uphill battle. So it's, I know that I'm armed with experience and language, you know, and unique perspective that other folks don't have. I'm just trying to sell people on it. And so I've really enjoyed it. I mean, thank God I like talking to people and don't mind explaining things. And I'm hoping that doing that will make it easier for the next person so they don't have to, because I know not everybody's threshold is the same. And I don't think anybody owes anybody that patience. 
but because I have it, I'm really enjoying it. So, you know, I, and also like, I can't complain. I get to do what I like for a living. It's hard not to just be like, I love it because I do. And, and everybody's been really kind to me. I'm just also aware of the parameters I'm working within. Are you usually the only trans person on set? Yeah. So when I was doing Spider-Man, I was not actually the only trans person. There was another um, trans masculine actor who was in the extras who was with us because it was the class part of the class. And that was a really nice to know that there was another person there. But I will say like, I worked on Transparent on the finale and that was unique because it's always been like a handful for the storyline. And when you have something like a cop show, which I did, uh, LA's Finest, it's hard because oftentimes your identity is the centerpiece of the crime. I know that in Australia you have, if I'm not mistaken, I might be called Neighbors. I, I don't remember. Yeah, Neighbors. Have, yeah, so you have that. And I've heard that that's like kind of the show everybody does. Like all the actors or a lot of, actors that come out of Australia have done a stint on that. And Usually. I think like Law and Order is like our version of that. Like every big actor has an episode of Law and Order. And so I knew it was a rite of passage to do a cop show on some level, but it, the, the, the part that is different about my experience than it is for a lot of people who do that is that it was gonna be centered around the trans thing, which is like weird. Cause you're like, I know this is what everybody does, but it feels a little funky that it's like, and the story is that someone got murdered and they're trans, you know, and I wasn't murdered, but I, I just, I think that that was weird because it was such a centerpiece of the story. But I also was like, well, you know, I'm also doing a thing that lots of actors do. So because of that, we had other trans actors for some of it. And then transparent, we had tons of trans folks on set. So it's, I actually haven't really been dead end is weirdly the only time I've had that. And it's sort of, of I, I put the caveat in that like a couple of the writers identify within the trans spectrum. Mirazella, who's like one of my really, really good friends, like is in the age under, you know, lives in the age under space, like someone who wrote on it as well as Elijah, who is a, like a trans masculine person who wrote on it. It's cool because like, I think it speaks to the fact that you don't have to have trans people with you to feel welcome. You need to have trans people that put a hand in creating the thing. Because I almost think even though I spent time with trans people on the cop show for for example, and again, not speaking ill because I felt really supported by the other actors and the directors and everything like that. But I was so sure that I was in good hands on Dead End in a way that I haven't been, for example, on the cop show or whatever, because I knew that that's who was making it by inherently by nature of what voice acting is. Like I was probably going to be alone in the booth anyway, most of the time. So I was not with other trans people, but I was on some level more so with them because they were literally writing it. And we had queer people involved in every process. I mean, our voice director is a queer woman. Hamish is someone who like lives in the queer man space, or I, I think maybe not even that, you know, I think somewhere identifies also in terms of gender on a spectrum. And, and I think like we just created something that was going to be like queer in its DNA. Like it is like so queer that almost like without having like loads of queer people or trans people like necessarily in the booth with me, it still felt so familial, you know? That's really cool. And it can be so hard, uh, I guess, even outside of that space, at the entertainment space and working in film to have spaces where, you know, you can recognize yourself or your transness and queerness in the spaces around you. So it's really nice yeah. to hear that you're having such positive uh, experiences working and I'm very excited for you. You were just listening there to the first part of the three-part interview with Zach Barrick from Dead End Paranormal Park. 
We're now about to go into a song. This is a brand new track, fresh release by Sam Smith called Unholy, and it features Kim Petrus. It's an absolute banger. Language and content warning. Hello, you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns, and you're about to move into the second part of my interview with Zach Berrick from Dead End Paranormal Park. You may also know him from that scene in Spider-Man Far From Home on the bus on their school trip. That is also Zach in there. Zach is, yeah, an excellent actor, singer, and comedian from Chicago, and I've been having a lovely chat with him about trans representation and life and film. This next part, we'll talk a bit about some, yeah, voice acting and trans voices in a literal sense. So yeah, I'm just gonna push play and we get into part two. What's the most rewarding thing for you when it comes to your creative works that you get involved in? Because I know you love singing. I've I've seen a little bit of you dabbling with that. Um, you're quite good, actually. I, I was like, damn, that's a nice voice. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You know, I actually was one of my biggest concerns when I started Hormones. I was like, what if I can't sing? Um, and <laughs> oh, then no. I just learned that it's like, <laughs> yeah, like what every like young Broadway actor goes. And not that I'm not that caliber, but that like a lot of the young kids who do it are also worried about what they'll sound like as adults. So I was like, oh, there's just like ways to get around, you know, your voice changing. And and I went through none of the work to do that. <laughs> I just got kind of lucky. You know, I, I enjoy singing and enjoy my voice. And, and the reality is though, like there are methods. So it's one of those things where it's like, well, we just have so few conversations about like trans voices and that kind of like science behind that, that like, you know, you don't readily think of the like resources available for that. I think the most rewarding thing, well, on some level voice acting, because I mean, I all acting, right? Because like physically being on screen I think is really really meaningful and I and I love I I think my first love will always be on camera acting but the reason I say voice acting has been really impactful is is that I think like going back to the trans voices thing you know tie it together our voices are so unique right like first of all not everybody takes hormones so what a trans man sounds like sometimes isn't you know a deep voice or that was kind of something that kind of came across my mind while I was working on it trans femme people sound all different ways and that like the reality is not everybody has that experience but like trans voices are really unique because of the way the variety of our experiences but even like like myself versus another person who also takes hormones, you know, testosterone might have a different voice drop. As much as I think we get like focused on like passing politics and like we all want to sound like boys or whatever, there is a truth that like trans masculine people have like a really unique quality sometimes. And I think like capturing that and having a young person who has like, you know, what we, my roommates and I colloquially call T-voice, like that's really cool, right? Like, and we never talk about it because it feels like a bad thing. Like nobody wants to have like, you know, nobody wants to be clockable or whatever, but the, I don't think that should be the goal. Like, I think we all just should be allowed to sound like how we sound and be like considered men anyway. Getting that into a cartoon felt really cool. You know, and, and who knows, like I, I might not even be the rep- best representation of that 
either, but like that was just something that felt really impactful because we don't talk about that a lot, right? And it, it almost feels taboo to say like, yeah, sometimes trans people have like voices that sound different because we're trans. I think it's important to have that representation to be able to, you know, talk about it openly because then we get to see it on screen and get it normalized. And then when other people hear us, they're not like, oh, that's horrible, <laughs> you know, or you sound so weird. Not that I don't know that that's like the predominant <laughs> hate crime that's happening. But I, <laughs> I, 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 I wish it was. It's a lot less dangerous. But but that on some level, like if someone your voice is weird, like, yeah, your voice is weird, man. Like, I'd be like, OK, well, I got other things to worry about, you know. So I don't know. I, I, I thought that was a really unique thing because I just don't think about that that often. And it, it was sort of brought to my attention. But also singing like it's cool to show people that we have like we're multi-talented and exist in many spaces and that transition doesn't limit us if that's, you know, the route we choose to take. Yeah, Ryan Casada is someone that I think of uh, when I think about trans mask voices and like and ways that it can mm-hmm. sound because there's different points throughout his transition where his voice is different. Uh, and that's really cool to listen to. Also working in like a medium with audio, uh, which I'm right. very f- familiar with, is that, you know, it's really cool to be able to hear different uh, ways that voice trans voices can be as well and not make assumptions about the gender of a person based off of right. tone and stuff. So, yeah, that's pretty right. cool. Well, and there's like such popular figures who've like like founded their careers on like a unique sound or a unique persona. And like, I think of, you know, I'm familiar with Ross Matthews, the comedian, and he has this really high pitched voice, you know, sometimes the subject of jokes, like among him and other people when I watch him on TV or whatever, but he's like inhabited this really bubbly persona around it and got to create something like that. And it almost feels like we wouldn't ever get the chance to do that. Like we, you know, it almost feels like because it's this thing that I think is either attached to shame or has so much to do with like passing or whatever it is, we don't get to like, you know, cultivate like a fun, like comedic persona or what it, what have you, because exactly what you said, like, but that the reality is that if someone with a high voice like his might talk to someone on the phone, they might not assume it's a guy and that's not even a trans person, right? So like, that is like how pervasive like assumptions are, but also there's so much weight behind it when it's us. And I kind of wish there wasn't like, I wish we could just be like, yeah, we all sound different. And that's like life. And like, that's just how people are generally anyway. Like, (laughs) sometimes you're a boy and you have a high voice. And sometimes you're a girl and you have a low voice. And, you know, what have you. My voice actually cracked, like, very suddenly. So I was just like, la, 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 la. And I was like, whoa, what's just happened? (laughs) Yeah. It was like overnight almost. I have a video. I have a video. When I first started tea, I had approximately, like, four days. And I had an appointment on the phone with a therapist or something. And I was like yeah, I can already tell my voice is dropped. And it was like, so not like it was the same voice. Um, But it was just like, I psychosomatically or whatever the term is like, it was like, yes, my voice is deeper now. Um, And that like, I have these videos I've taken of myself every like week or month, you know, um, throughout my transition, I've kept kind of a diary. And it's really funny to watch the early ones. It's me with like, just my voice prior to like it dropping. And me being like, hey, it's Zach. And then my voice drops and I'm like, what was I doing? Like, <laughs> But it's just like so funny, like the posturing. And it's crazy because I would just never meet someone who sounded the way I used to sound and been like, well, that's bad. I would have been like, just, great voice. <laughs> <laughs> just doing like this really like macho thing into the camera as well. Yes. Like. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, who is that? Like, what? <laughs> Not me. I mean, you know, I do say my name, but uh, someone else. It's just like a month of like you saying the exact same thing and the voice completely the same. And you're. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, that's different. 
<laughs> that's something's happening <laughs> yeah I, I think i was doing what i needed at the time it's just objectively funny now to look back and be like you little freak like <laughs> why did you think that was anything <laughs> anyway i don't know but yeah it just speaks to like how desperate we are to like have a, a goal that we want to reach but that the reality is like we just do sound good all different at different stages and like I mean, this is gonna sound a little bit like off the wall I don't know if I should say this out loud but I'm gonna do it when I heard Elliot Page speak at the Oscars it was like the first time I was like I'm hearing a trans man speak at the Oscars I mean that was like obvious like you know on some level like that was a given because he's just like that's just the first person to do that I believe it might be presumptuous he sounds like a person who's on T like he, he sounds like a man as well and I'm not invalidating that but he sounds like a person on T I was like that's that's the voice of a trans person you know and that was cool to me like I almost was like I feel too seen like that's that's like you know that's that's the voice my friends have that's the voice I had you know on T and it's just yeah so I don't know it's like a thing we don't talk about again it feels almost like we're not supposed to say that like about T voice or like about you know the way that we have like a lot of fry in our voice or you know about the voice cracks and all that but that that's what makes us like a really unique and beautiful community and it's such a beautiful transformation as well you know it feels cool it feels real when you can hear it as well i forgot to show you that i have uh my oh i love that my spider trans shirt on today if anyone is is listening and like to see my spider-man's shirt i can i can put a photo up on uh my instagram so you can check it out You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. We're having a chat with Zach Berrick from Dead End Paranormal Park. You just finished up on the second part of our interview there. We do have the final part of the interview coming up. But first, want to have a break, have a listen to an awesome new track by local legends Platonic Sex. This one is called Exhausted Competing for You. Amplifying the voices of the trans and gender non-conforming community of Mianjin, Brisbane and beyond. Transmission on 4ZZZ brings you the latest in trans community news, music and events. Every Tuesday from 9am till 10am, join our team of hosts for an hour of celebrating the unique perspectives of the trans community. Transmission, Tuesday mornings from 9am till 10am on 4ZZZ. That's right, you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns, and we're coming to the tail end of our episode today. Uh, This is the final part of my interview with Zach Berrick from Dead End Paranormal Park. Uh, Having such a great chat with him. Uh, Yeah, so this final part of the episode will be the wrap-up, the final section of my interview with him. So yeah, I'm going to push play again. Do you have any words of wisdom for any of our young trans listeners who are interested in getting into film and television? Yep. I actually have curated this quite well because not in a like performative way or like a fake way, but because I really wish I had known this and also because it's something that I 
hope I'm asked by people. So I'm really glad you asked it. Do not say yes to stuff you're uncomfortable with. I wish I didn't even get a lot of these jobs, but I've read scripts so many times where we are plot devices. Oh no, like something about your hormones or oh no, like you're a pregnant man or oh no, you know, and I just, I can't do it anymore. I just at some point was like, look, I, I need money and I like working, but I, I, I also like need to be a human first. And on some level, if I have to get a day job to like support myself, that might be better for my mental health than like doing a show that like is written by a cis person. And I'm on for an episode for the sole purpose of helping the main character do some sort of plot development. Like I'm not doing that anymore. And 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 nobody else needs to. I'm not saying it's easy. And sometimes we do have to pay our dues, all actors do. But that looks like what I did in Spider-Man, right? Like you have a couple lines and and then and that's just it. And it's not a big role and it's a little disappointing. But like that's that, you know? Like you that's how you pay your dues. You shouldn't have to talk about how hard your life is all the time and how you're this nomadic angsty teen or what have you trope, you know, they want to throw in there. And I I just wish I had known that earlier. And that's not me dissing anybody that's a writer. You're doing your best and I totally understand it and I respect and appreciate that people are trying to put us in things so I don't want it to sound like a lack of gratitude but also like I am a person a fully formed person I want to be in stuff that reflects that if the show is going to be a thing where or the film is going to be something where being trans is an important thing then write it well you know either either let me be a person and let the audience decide things because we always default to assuming a character cis and like that might even just because something's not talked about doesn't make it true or not true you know and so we don't have to always discuss that it can either mean something to the story or it doesn't and maybe it's a cis character and maybe it's not you know whatever and I'd love to play roles that where that's true but also if it's gonna be trans then like do a good job <laughs> hire a trans person like and, and don't just get a consultant who's there for a day you know properly accommodate and pay people to do this the reality is you can be picky like that's the other thing is I'm not saying hire the first trans writer you meet like be picky get the like get a good writer but we exist you know and and I can say that because I live with one my, my roommate's one of the most talented writers I know screenwriters I know like is trans and I just like that, that's who I want in the writer's room yeah say no like you know and 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 I get it it's tempting not to and also, sometimes you are going to have to make sacrifices. I think there are loads of actors who aren't trans that would say they did things that were like tough. But I think knowing where your line is, is the important thing. You know, don't cross your line. It doesn't mean your line can't be flexible. It doesn't mean that your line is going to be the same as mine. That stuff might be comfortable for you that I just, you know, talked about. But I, I think know your line and honor it. Thank you so much for saying that, Zach. I'm sure that will go a long way. Uh, just finally, what's when does uh, the next season of Dead End Paranormal Park come out. October 13th. I am so excited. I know what happens and <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I'm really sorry. And also really you're welcome all at once. <laughs> and uh I will just say like some of what I'm apologizing for is so like surface like I'm sorry that our showrunner, I'm saying this to Hamish on some level. I'm sorry that Hamish has up little mind and came up with these really creepy characters i'm sorry that like <laughs> that um they will haunt your nightmares as much as they've haunted mine since i read the comic and also like you know i think it, i think it's really rewarding i think everything that happens in it is earned i think that the writers are trying to pull something off that and have succeeded rather at pulling something off that is all well earned and meaningful 
And I really hope that we get to do the whole story. The, the hope is we get to do one more bit to close it off and tie all the loose ends. But please support it because that's the best way for us to get there. Yeah, it, it's going to be a really fun season. I, I love what I got to do in it. And I also really love what Cody got to do and also Emily Osment, you know, and also Alex Brightman. I mean, just all the characters and Coco Peru, I, just everybody got to develop a lot further. I'm glad we got to do this second season because the characters needed to do the things that they were, they needed to get a certain place and we we get a chance to do that. I think it's going to be a really good season and I think people are going to love it. I'm so excited. I also think it's going to be heartbreaking, <laughs> but I'll, <laughs> I'll leave that there. I'll have to uh, let listeners know the exact uh, date for launch or release here in uh, Australia as well. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's really cool. Thank you so much, Zach, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. I am Zach Barrick, and you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. That there was Zach Barrick from Dead End Paranormal Park. The next season comes out on October 14th here in Australia. So yeah, if you're really keen to check out Barney and what all the, you know, hype is around Dead End Paranormal Park. You should definitely check it out. It's awesome. But yeah, thank you so much for listening to Transmission. My name is Ez. I love hanging out every week. This was a special pre-recorded episode, so I am not live in studio. I apologize to anyone who's texted in. But you can always check out what we're doing and all the other stuff that we're doing by heading over to our Facebook page, at Trans Radio with a Z. Don't forget the Z. It's very important. So yeah, see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Transmission. See you next Tuesday, 9 to 10 a.m. on 4 Z.